This is Indie Business Podcast, episode 69. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I am your host, mentor, and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com, the hostess of the Indie Cruise Retreat, and the lead entrepreneur mentor at Maker Mastermind Business Incubator. My goal is to help you build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. In this episode, I will introduce you to Pam Rogers of Stella Chroma in Richmond, Indiana. Pam started her business in 2014, and today she manages it while continuing to hold down a full-time job as a nurse practitioner. Since starting Stella Chroma, Pam has taught her husband, their son, and his fiance how to make nail polish. And today, Stella Chroma is a true family business with everyone chipping in to make and ship the products. As you'll enjoy learning in this episode, Pam has done a fabulous job of building her business in a way that allows her to maintain her full-time job and also help out around the family farm. While she and her family make all of the nail polish she sells, Pam has delegated most of the marketing aspects of her business. You will really want to hear about how she manages to continue to increase sales month after month without having to get too deep into that area of her business at this time. You can get a summary for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 69. I can't wait to introduce you to Pam Rogers of Stella Chroma in Richmond, Indiana. But first, this podcast is brought to you by Maker Mastermind Business Incubator, your opportunity to work with me personally in a small group setting to grow your business. Whether you are in the emerge phase of your business just getting started, or you're moving into the multiple income stream area in the evolve phase of your business, your individual Maker Mastermind experience can help you achieve more and stay on track. Doors are open now. Learn more and join today at makermastermind.com. And now let's welcome Pam Rogers of Stella Chroma in Richmond, Indiana. Pam Rogers from Stella Chroma in Indiana. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to have you on. And I understand that you're joining us from your car. Yes, the wonders of technology. I know. It's always so amazing to me. I always like to ask, like, where are you joining from? Because I always get amazing stories. So you must be running Mm -hmm. errands or in between (laughs) business and personal. What are you doing right now besides stopping to talk to me? I still work a day job. I'm a nurse practitioner Monday through Thursday, eight to five. So I extended my lunch break a little bit to be here. So so I hopped out into... Yeah, so I hopped out into my mobile office, aka the truck, and and when I'm done here, I'll run a few errands, then head back to the day job. That's right. And after you know, outside of your day job, I'm sure you're running your business from wherever you are. That's one of the great yes. things about having a business. Yeah, God bless mobile apps and Instagram that goes where I go, and the same with Facebook. And you can you can do it anywhere. 
Right. And microphones like we have right now in the, in our pockets, in our phones. It's just an amazing thing. So Mm -hmm. I remember when you joined the Indie Business Network, Pam, and I remember interviewing you in a blog post at that time. And we're going to make sure we link Mm -hmm. back to that. So I think (laughs) I was able, I mean, I think it's so much fun when you can do that, because if I'm not mistaken, I think I nailed an interview with you within three or four months of you even starting your business. Yes, I believe that's correct. All right. I, so, it was less than a year in. That is so exciting because what we get to do is we get to like bring the story forward. So when yes. you first started, you, you had you had the same job that you have now. And mm-hmm. I remember there were so many, you, it was nail polish and it was called yep. paint box, right? Yes. Oh, yes, it was. I remember. Yes. yes. You're good. <laughs> well, so let's let's get started and, and share mm-hmm. a little bit. Let's just bring everyone forward. For people who didn't read that blog post, let us know a little bit about how your business started. Sure. So it started in 2012, officially, as Paintbox Polish. I'm a reformed nail biter, and I discovered that if I kept my nails painted, I would be less likely to pick or bite or whatnot. So I got really into nail polish and there were colors that I wanted that I just couldn't find. And I'd followed a few nail polish blogs and they had started talking about this indie nail polish thing. And so I did a lot of research and messed up a lot, but then eventually figured out what you could do and what you could not do. And my coworkers started buying bottles from me and someone said, you should put this on Etsy. And I thought, well, that'll be a tremendous flop, but, but sure thing, I'll try it. And, and there we go. I was, that is so funny. You, yeah. So, 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 so you started just because you wanted to stop your nail biting habit. And then yes. like, you started wearing this nail polish around and people liked it. And mm-hmm. so how did you figure out how to make it though? So I, so I found a website that had links to suppliers for very small amounts of things. So that's how I initially was able to start playing and once once I kind of got out into the into the Etsy world then I connected with a few other makers which led to better suppliers and then I found the indie business network which had even better suppliers and one thing leads to another and the next thing you know you're instead of buying nail polish base in four ounce bottles you're buying it 12 gallons at a time. And so how did you, you know, that's a big jump from a full-time job, stopping your nail biting habit to 12 gallons of stuff. So take me back to your Etsy experience. Like you hadn't had a business ever before in your life. You thought you were going to be a flop. Obviously you weren't. What was it like to start on Etsy and have a job and stop biting your nails, which it's like it may be anxiety producing in and of itself if it was yeah. yours. What was, all, yeah. what was it like for you? It was exciting. Um, I, I remember getting my first order and just thinking, oh my goodness, like, you know, you're always sure that they're going to hate it and it's going to get messed up and this, that, and the other. And um, 
And so, you know, I, I sent it and I was just kind of waiting for, for a bad review or a horrible email and, and it never came. And it, in fact, it, it took a while for a review to come in at all, but they were, they were good. So, it, and, and the, the nail biting thing was pretty easy as, as most bad habits are like once, once they're actually broken, it's pretty easy to, to leave it behind. So, so that wasn't too bad, but I was thankful that I did find IBN pretty quickly because it was a great resource for figuring out, um, you know, what to do about shipping and what to do about taxes because those did not come into my mind you know the the legal standpoint for a long time because I started in February and we got to December before I thought oh my gosh I'm gonna have to declare this stuff and I have to figure out sole proprietorships versus LLCs and <laughs> oh my gosh I and, have a business how did that happen yes, yeah <laughs> thanks guys was, all my friends right right that that's probably that first year was the closest that I got well the second closest that I got to oh my gosh I can't do this panic shut it down I think we can all relate to that at some point. And one thing that, that um, I think I hear that all the time and certainly I've been there many times as well. So you obviously got through that. And then um, now originally I remember a lot of your nail polishes were reminiscent of some of your favorite movies. Yes. Yeah. They, we had a lot of, Harry Potter and Doctor Who and and nerdy things like that, which I still do those every now and again, but I'm I'm expanding my my inspiration a bit. Well, I remember so. getting one of those when it was paint box. It was orange. And yes. I still love it. Perfect for fall and summer because, you know, it was sunny and also folly because it yes. was kind of pumpkin-y. So, yeah, I, I can't remember the I, movie, but I do remember that polish. I, still I believe, it. if I remember right, it was Fizzing Wisbies. Yes, that's what it which was. Which is, it's a candy from Harry Potter. And see, that is, I, I do remember. Haven't seen a single Harry Potter movie, but I do remember <laughs> Harry Potter inspired nail polish. So to get through your first tax filing season, you're moving Mm -hmm. along here. And one of the things Mm -hmm. I think is so cool and interesting about your business is like you can actually teach us about nail polish. So for example, when I Mm -hmm. go to your homepage, I see the first thing I see in addition to pictures of really pretty colors in bottles is Mm -hmm. I see a list of things that aren't in your nail polish. So can you give us a nail polish 101 of why it's important for these things not to be in a polish? Absolutely. So in the early 90s was when we first started seeing um, the the big three free was the was the was the first, um, you know, we don't have these toxins and they were, they were bigger mainstream brands. And so I think with the, with the green beauty movement and the clean beauty movement, you know, people started looking into this stuff a lot more and it was found that a lot of the chemicals 
in nail polish were um, cancer causing um, is the big one. Some of them, the older ones could cause birth defects and all kinds of nasty stuff. So, so from the get go, I decided that I wanted to make my polishes big five free. So we don't have camphor or tulene or formaldehyde or formaldehyde resins. Um, and DBP is the other chemical that we don't have. Um, they, they, make nail polish really hard and they make it dry really fast and they make it wear for a really long time. So, you know, your mom's bottle of CoverGirl from 1983 would smell like a toxic waste plant, but that stuff would last forever. (laughs) And so we've come up with different ways to make today's nail polish that doesn't have the nasty carcinogens last longer. So, okay. So we can still get the benefit of a long lasting polish without all of the stuff. Correct. Correct. So I sell, um, I sell a sticky base coat. So you use it and it feels a slightly rubbery, when it dries. So that helps the nail polish to adhere to it and your nail bed. And then my top coat is also big five free and quick dry because you don't have to wait for those nails to dry. And, and it kind of seals all three layers together and adds a layer of shine and a, and a little bit of protection and hardness to it. So Pam, how did you learn all this stuff? Like I'm imagining when you set mm-hmm. out originally just to stop your nail biting habit, pretty mm-hmm. much probably any nail polish would do. And fast Correct. forward to now, not only have you did you obviously learn how to buy nail polish that would suit you, but you also learned how to make it. Like was this process, mm-hmm. um, was it in, intensive in terms of a short period of time or does it happen? Is the evolution gradual? Did you fly somewhere and take a class like how did you learn how to really really make this and have the special uh ingredients and things that you just described that make your polish what you want it to be it it was all research 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 trial and error and having a husband that didn't mind my house smelling like nail polish <laughs> so so God bless my, those supportive husbands for sure. Oh my gosh, he's amazing. I'm a very lucky woman. <laughs> <laughs> I I vividly remember my first bottle of um, nail polish base that I bought. It was a four ounce bottle, which will get you about eight nail polishes. And I went to Hobby Lobby and bought different types of glitter. And I had bought an eyeshadow palette at Sally Beauty Supply and I like chopped up the eyeshadow and mixed it in with the base and then added my Hobby Lobby glitter and that all proceeded to melt into a gray blob in the bottom of my nail polish bottles. So I did some research and discovered that there is a thing called solvent-resistant glitter, which was a life-changer. So 
So it was a lot of steps like that. You try something and it didn't work. So then you do some research to find out why it didn't. And you don't make that mistake again. I I bet you didn't take pictures of the glob at the bottom of the bottle either, did you? Heck no, I didn't. I know. It's like sometimes, do you ever look back and go, you know, that would be such a cool picture to have, yeah, like to show from when from whence I came. Um, but of course, we're not thinking about that while we're while we're um, looking at globs in the bottom of bottles. We're not no. even thinking that we're going to go where we are. And look at you now. So, like, how many nail yeah. polishes do you have in your line right now? And I know it can vary with seasons, but what yes. do you have right now? I I currently have, I believe the count is forty nine. I'll be adding a five-piece collection on November 26th, and I'll also be putting probably five to ten polishes on clearance, so we'll be thinning the herd a little bit. So so Black Friday shopping. All right, you guys, get ready for the shopping. These colors are gorgeous. Like, How do you come up with these names for these? Uh, I, I know we have we have a magic and wizards collection, which we kind of already talked about, but how yes. do you come up with these other names that are so interesting for these polishes? Sometimes I will decide on a theme first, and sometimes I come up with colors first and find names to match them. So like with the magic and wizards, most of those are, are Harry Potter and Doctor Who and whatnot. And with those, I would have an idea in my head already. And then I would bake the color kind of based off of that. But sometimes I just go down in my lab, which is in my basement, and just play. And I'll come up with, you know, a set of five colors that look gorgeous together that I love. And then I'll kind of work backwards and come up with names from there. So some sometimes I have a picture in my head of what I want before I mix. And sometimes I just go down and play and, and really cool things happen. You know, one of the things I totally love about the way your polishes are displayed is that once you click on one, when you want to see the color, you know, in, in a larger mm-hmm. image, you mm-hmm. have a nail polish example on three different skin tones for each color. Yes, ma'am. I don't, that's, I don't think I've seen that anywhere else. That's, that is, that is truly purposeful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because a color, is, yeah. a color can look incredibly different based on if you have pink undertones or yellow undertones, are you, do you have Asian skin? Do you have African American skin? It's completely different. So I, I make a concerted effort to show it on as many different tones as possible. I, I love that because I, I, you picked a hand that's close to my skin color too. So thanks. Um, You're I welcome. I can actually see for myself. <laughs> so, so listen, your website is really, um, it's so, you know, nail polish. So totally lends itself to color, which is, you know, obviously an appeal to everyone. Sure. Um, so are you, uh, you're using a Shopify website. Like how did you decide amongst all the, well, you know, let me ask you this first. Are you still selling on Etsy in addition to Shopify or have you migrated totally off of Etsy onto Shopify? I am completely on Shopify now. And so was that, was that like a bright line? Did you just, did you make a decision to do it uh, in a, in a gradual way? And here's the reason why I'm asking this question because 
so often, um, you know, there's always a story behind Etsy. Like people start on Etsy. There's always a story behind why they stay on Etsy when they start their own site or they leave it or they stay there, but then they have like three customers there who are always buying and won't buy anywhere else or whatever. So I'm just trying to get like into right. your entrepreneurial mindset about, about your decision to consolidate everything in one place, which is an assumption I'm making right. actually, because you may be selling elsewhere as opposed to staying on Etsy where you started. Yeah. I, I started out with Etsy and was happy with them because what's great about starting with Etsy is that Etsy has a built-in clientele. So you don't have to win pe- You don't have to work as hard to win people over or get people into your store. Mm. So I stayed there for a while and I had both shops running for a while, but it did get a little confusing with inventory. So that was one reason that I, that I dumped Etsy. But another reason was that I wanted to own my customers and do what I wanted to do with my customers Mm -hmm. and basically not be tied down to someone else's rules and guidelines. And so I was kind of waffling about leaving. And then when they, um, they loosened the reins a little bit, I'll say, on what they accepted um, as far as the, the things that they would offer to sell. And it started to get a little bit flooded with things that I think people were buying off of China and from China and reselling. Right. Um, right. This must've been around and, the time of their like IPO. That. Yes. Yes. That was exactly it. And mm-hmm. I just decided that, that Etsy wasn't for me. And so, it has continued to so change I ever left. since. Yeah, yeah. So now you yes. have, you sell yeah. any place else besides off your website online? Uh, retail, no. Okay. Uh, well, I have my shop and then I also have a few wholesale accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if, the re- if, if retail slows down any, I want to put more effort into wholesale accounts. But my, the retail side is keeping me plenty hopping right now. And, but and, wholesale's on my radar. Yes. And so on your retail side, like I can see from all these colors, like it's kind of obvious, but like, do you attribute mm-hmm. that to anything like your online marketing? I see your Instagram has a lot of following and it's very active. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, mm-hmm. how do you boost your online retail? What are, what are some of the top things that you do, Pam? I have learned to love the Facebook ad. <laughs> um, okay. I, the, the first thing um, that I probably spend most of my time on is social media. So I, I make sure that my Stella Chroma Instagram account is active and I cross post things from Instagram to Facebook. Um, I have a Stella Chroma Facebook group. Stella Chromatics, if anybody wants to join, um, that I'm very active. Well, I go through periods of being very active and then a little less active. It depends on how much time I have. Um, but I invest a lot in that to create a buzz about new collections or new colors, or if there's an older color that hasn't gotten as much love, then I'll, you know, throw it up on Instagram and, and almost always that'll drive a few sales. 
but I used, um, there's an app called Kit that I downloaded through Shopify that works with your Facebook pixel um, and the customers that are going through your website and it creates, you can choose photos and copy and it targets and creates audiences to show your ads to. And that has been a tremendous boost for sales. And is that mainly on Facebook ads or Instagram ads or both? It does both. I have gotten a better return on Facebook ads. So that's where I tend to concentrate with those. I run an Instagram ad every now and again, but most of the time I spend it on Facebook ads. And do you find that the kit app on Shopify does a lot of the work for you? So you don't really have to spend a lot of time actually learning yourself how to do like a native Facebook ad? Yes. Yeah. It, what a relief. I, yeah. Yes. Cause that is a bear. <laughs> and it's always changing. And if you yes. have the kit app, they keep up with the changes for you. Do they notify mm-hmm. you of changes and tell you about best practice updates and so forth? No, it just does its thing. It just I, does. I, or you didn't even know yeah. about <laughs> No, even better. No. I think there's a place that I can go to find that kind of information, but right now it's working. So I just don't ask questions. I roll with it. So for your marketing, then you have found through, through this app, and I know it's not everything, but it sounds like it's a pretty significant part of of what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, You're able to maintain a, not just a part-time job, but a full-time job. Yes. And you have a spouse. Yes. And do you have children as well? I have children, but he is, he is grown and engaged and doing his thing. Okay. He still comes. He's still down at our house every weekend though. Okay. So you obviously you know, have family time <laughs> with your spouse and your, and your yes. son and, mm-hmm. and you, and your mate, are you still making all the products yourself? Oh, yes. So you're making everything yourself. So you have almost mm -hmm. completely, and I know it's not completely because nothing's completely, but significantly um, eliminated any requirement that you actually spend a whole lot of time doing your own marketing. Right. Yes. Which is a tremendous help as, as those sales increased, you know, for, for the first, well, up until the beginning of this year. I did everything with the business. I made all the polish. I made all my sugar scrubs. I do have a friend who makes my lotion for me because that requires a little more, uh, a little more ingredients and a little bit more technology. But but it is still handmade by a fellow indie maker. Um, but everything else, I make it. I pack it. I label it. I ship it. I do all of that. At the beginning of this year, we really started taking off. And so now I have trained my husband and my son in how to follow the recipes and do the proper, you know, techniques and have your beard covered and your rubber gloves on and wear your jumpsuit and make this stuff. And they know how to bottle it and package it. And my in-laws help to pick orders and put shipping labels on boxes. And so some weekends we have a Stella Chroma party down in the living room and the dining room, and it takes over. 
You know, I, I just love that. First of all, the family business part just makes me so excited because mm-hmm. I love to see, you know, the, as, as one of our members, um, uh, uh, Maggie, at uh, a wild soap bar, she said this to me a hundred years ago and I've never forgotten it. She said, the family that grinds together binds together. And Absolutely. Such a good summary of how things work when families come together to, cre- you know, create you know, use their talents and gifts and create income on their own. But what I love about what you're describing is, it's like, how do you grow your business? Well, mostly Facebook ads. Or really, how do you do that? I don't know. (laughs) Truly. I just, truly. That is a true entrepreneurial approach. It's like, I have to make sure it gets done, but I don't have to do it myself. Right. And, and I, and I want to know, and I want to understand, and again, that is on the list, but right now I'm happy to let, I'm happy to let NAP do it for me. Well, I mean, but what you're doing is you're creating the income that you need to be able to have the freedom to learn if you want to on your own. Yes, absolutely. You couldn't just do that and learn it and make nail polish and go to work and all the other things that you have to do. So yes. something has to give, and it seems like you've recognized that the exchange in the short term is just better for you, and Correct. it's working. It's working, yes. and that's like the proof is in the pudding. So that's yeah. so exciting. Yeah, yeah I, And, I, you I know, know, you see other thing. You could have chosen to farm out the manufacturing and do all right. the marketing yourself, because that's an option. Right. Nothing wrong with that either, right. but you chose differently. Yes. Yeah. I, I can't. My my nails are nice, but they're not as nice as the nails that you see in those photos on my website. And I do not have the <laughs> photography skills, so I have someone that does that for me. So I figure, you know, I I don't I don't pay a marketer. I use an app. I, I, okay, so this is called the Kit app. Like everyone who has a Shopify website should think about this Kit app. Yes. How, yeah. What is? Do you remember the monthly price offhand? I'm assuming there's a monthly price or an annual price for um, it. It's free. <laughs> okay. There's guys. no. There's no cost. <laughs> it okay. it does it does um, it does my ads for me. It also sends thank you letters for me after a purchase and it will send another letter after someone makes a fo- or emails and then it'll send us a second email after a, after a customer makes a repeat purchase. And I did go through, uh, it, it comes with kind of stock verbiage, which really sounds like a it sounds like an app wrote this thing. So, you know, I go through and, and I've tweaked it and I've changed it, you know, and it right. talks about how, you know, Mr. Stella Chroma and I appreciate, you know, keeping us busy on the weekends and in the evenings and things like that. So we've put the personal touch on it. Right. Um, but that's another thing. I, I, I'm forever getting people replying to those emails talking about how, you know, it's so great that, you know, there's a personal touch and they're glad that we've sent it and yeah. you know, they can't wait to try the polish and, uh-huh. and things like that. So kids pretty amazing. I highly recommend it. <laughs> so will, will the new daughter-in-law get the family recipe? Oh, she's already in it too. Oh, she's already in it. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. It's totally, Oh my yeah. goodness. That's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. This, so Pam, mm-hmm. I was going to say Stella Chroma is truly a team now. It, it was a solo thing, but it's bigger than that now. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. And I can imagine the sky's the limit, obviously. So Pam, what mm-hmm. is the hardest, most challenging part about leading Stellacroma? Probably figuring out what needs to be done first. I mean, you know, the, the list of to-dos are constant and it's everything from, um, you know, change the link in the menu because you're not a part of this collaboration anymore because that was last month to um, check the pricing on the nail polish base and make sure that your supplier is the best price and the best quality to you haven't changed your labels in the last three years. Do we need to do a refresh? Do we need to bring in somebody to, to maybe do this for us? It's, it's a wide variety. Um, and then when you're putting out collections basically every season and you're, you have to do everything with all of those listings and all of that marketing every season, the, the list of things to do are tremendous. And sometimes it gets to be very overwhelming. And sometimes old Mr. Stella Chroma gets to hear me vent for a while. And, oh, and, he gets, and he gets to pat my shoulder and say, it's okay. We'll make it. What can I do? Aww. <laughs> so, it's so, so nice to have someone who um, can relate to that and understand it and really yeah. get in the trenches with you and deal with yes. that. I think he is really good at detecting the franticness in my tone and knowing like, if I just stop to write these order numbers down, that's going to take a thing off her plate and that will turn her franticness down a few notches and we'll be good (laughs) for a while. We love him. We love him. Yes, we do. Um, We, (laughs) yes, we do. So, so what is the hardest part about juggling having a full-time traditional professional career and Mm -hmm. running a business. Like we have a lot of listeners who are doing that and yes, it's not easy. What are your best tips to share with them to Mm -hmm. kind of keep both of those things going strong? I, you just, you never, never have time. Well, I don't want to say never. I try to have as few wasted moments as possible. So Every morning at five, well, Monday through Thursday at 5 a.m., my alarm goes off and I spend two hours working on Stella Chroma, packing orders, um, making images to throw on Instagram, editing photos, changing my website, you know, doing whatever for two hours. And then at seven o'clock, I stop, I shower, I get dressed, I go to work. During my lunch break for work, um, I'm if I don't have errands to run, I'm scheduling Instagram and Facebook posts. I'm answering emails. I'm you know working on listings, and then I try to when I get home in the evenings, I try to not do Stella Chroma stuff unless it's necessary. You know, I, I try to do as much as I can in the morning and on my lunch break so that I can have time in the evening to spend with my husband, with my kid, with my in-laws, you know, because that's your decompression time. And that's your, that's your away from everything time. 
So, and so and it, it sounds like you have time blocked yourself really successfully. Yes, it's taken a, it's taken years, but I've figured it out. I think. And and so, do you use a planner for this, or do you do? Is it just kind of? It's just what you do. It's so automated now in your mind that you don't even yeah. need to do that. I yeah. I have a planner, but I don't. As far as day to day stuff, it's just it's just what I am and what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my planner lets me not forget to pay any bills and remember when releases are and remember who's going mm-hmm. where and appointments and things like that. But, but the day-to-day schedule time block type stuff, that's just me and habits and what I do. Now, do you, do you ever want to like go back to just having a regular job? No. Or, or, okay, so then do you ever want to leave a regular job and do yes. telechrome if you do? Okay, all right. What, what, what we haven't touched on is the fact that in addition to being a nurse practitioner for 40 hours a week and having telechroma, my husband is a cattle farmer and I... I love me some cows. So my, my, so I, I, try to, I try to get out there and help him put out hay bales and tag calves when they're born and, and do all that kind of stuff as well. So, so if you had said, Pam Rogers, what is your dream? My dream would be to be a cattle farmer that makes nail polish. Well, you would be the only one in the world. I think so. <laughs> and, and, and everyone else's nails would always look better than yours. <laughs> yes, they would. Right. Yes, they would. And I would oh. be a-okay with that. You would be a-okay with that. Well, you know, yes. that's that's what your nail polish is for. So so do you have like a plan in your head for making this happen? Is that uh, um loosely. I, I think that right now I'm I'm happy with the way things are now because I have the day job, which I do love. I mean, I love my patients and helping people and, and keeping them as healthy as possible. I do love that. Um, but you know, I've, I've got a boss and their rules and, and, you know, I, I love the independence and the freedom and the get up when you want, do what you want, when you want this that comes with, being an entrepreneur and a farmer. Um, so, so I realize now that the day job is there to pay the mortgage and to supply insurance. And I feel like I am using my time in the best way to grow Stella Chroma as much as I can with the time I have allotted for it. So. If. That is so impressive. Yeah. You know, and here's why it's so impressive because I, so many people are in a hurry to mm-hmm. grow fast, like in the microwave yeah. so yeah. that they can leave. And, and, and it yes. sounds like you are much more intentional and you're crock potting it as opposed to yes. looking for the lightning bolt that's going to change everything. Yeah. I, I hear people all that not all the time, but, but it's, I feel like it's a pretty common entrepreneurial story where someone says, you know what, I've had a day job, see ya. And they just leave. And then they're thrown into a, all right, it's make or break time. I have to do this. 
And I think that I know myself well enough to know that that would cause Stella Chroma to crash and burn because I Mm -hmm. don't function well Mm -hmm. with that kind of pressure. Mm -hmm. So I, I would much rather Mm -hmm. stay up until midnight or 1am get up at five and work my butt off between two different things with some, you know, putting out hay for the cows thrown in to know that that stability and the financial, you know, resource that I need is there than to just say, see a job and like flop in the wind and see if it works. I, it would fail. <laughs> Where it were you fail. when I said see a job? The first, <laughs> the first time I said see a job, I flopped in the wind and it failed. And I ended up back at the job with my hand out. Thankfully, they took me back. But um, yeah, they're way, yeah. way smarter than me. Ways, well, I didn't have a family at the time, so I had a lot less to uh, to risk. But um, right, right. And I guess if you're going to do it, you might as well just ruin your own life and not everyone else's. Yeah, that's right? the time. So, you know, and, and I have to do it yet. And I have a mortgage, and we have car payments, and you know, my the the farming thing is not you know bringing in a ton of money, and that keeps my husband busy while I'm at work. So, you know, I know that that my paycheck at the day job is necessary to keep the both of us afloat and and we're a team in every sense of the word so that's what that's what I'll do until like we can do something else and what book have you read recently that has been would you say instrumental or super helpful in terms of you growing your business or growing yourself making yourself into a better business leader or what have you <laughs> it's I'm sad to say how many books I have sitting on my shelf that have never been opened opened (laughs) you have a nice collection you're ready you're ready when you have time right (laughs) yes yes I have which one would you want to read first then the one that's on top is dare to lead by Brene Brown Mm -hmm. that that's on the top um and then I've got two Bernadette Jiwa books ah yeah on the list or on the stack as well but okay they're so dusty they're so that's okay. That's okay. They're we so have our nasty. nail polish, so so just keep yeah. the books. It's fine for now. We'll just we just want nail polish for just, now. Just keep mixing <laughs> colors. Yes, yes, yes. So as we close out here, Pam, like if 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 I come to you and I'm so mm-hmm. excited, I want to start an indie nail polish business. Mm-hmm. What would you tell me to do first to get myself ready to jump mm-hmm. into what is a growing number of businesses that are selling artisan nail polish? There are so, so many. I know the, it's such a thing now. It is. It is. And, and I think that my advice to people would be to plan on playing and experimenting and getting your packaging and branding and things like that tied together, plan on spending at least a year before you launch. Because Mm -hmm. since 2012, I have seen so many countless, I can't begin to tell you how many shops open their doors and put out some gorgeous colors but they didn't plan for demand or they 
they thought there would be demand, so they spent all their money on supplies and they don't have money for packaging, or they spent all their money on a website and they don't have money to buy nail polish base. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they kind of come in and they have one collection and they, they have a pretty color and they think, all right, here I go. And there's, isn't it gorgeous? (laughs) Right. Exactly. There is so much more to running an artisan nail polish brand than just nail polish. And plus, too, you have support. And I know so mm-hmm. many times we think, I have a great product or my service is awesome, and that means mm-hmm. people are going to buy it. And, and it. and when it doesn't, you need to have, as you have, like that person in your life that rubs your shoulders yes. and will make a list yes. for you or put something mm-hmm. in a box for you and just be there to support you. And I, I find that so I wish more people had that kind of support. Oh, me too. Me too. The world would be a better place. It would, wouldn't it? And for entrepreneurs, <laughs> we obviously need it. And, and again, that sort of brings us full circle to uh, why the Indie Business Network is here so that we have, yes. you know, not, since not everybody has it at home or in their community, they kind of have it virtually through the Indie Business Network. So Pam, yes. what is next for Stella Chroma? And by the way, you guys, I'm telling you, you have got to get to StellaChroma.com. If you wear nail polish, if your girlfriend wears nail polish, your mom, anybody, you, <laughs> you will find at least one color that will knock your socks off. And um, yes. and also some free shipping for orders um, over $50, which is a really good deal. So tell us what's mm-hmm. next for you, and What's going to happen next? I'm so excited. Well, we're, we're prepping for the holidays. And as a person... I really loathe Black Friday because I feel like it's just so consumer and it's just squashing poor Thanksgiving into nothing. And I really hate it. But as a small business owner, I understand that it's necessary and that's where a lot of income comes from. So what we are doing is we are not celebrating Black Friday at Stella Chroma. We are celebrating my 40th birthday because I turned 40 on November 26th. Oh, so, happy birthday. Thank you. So our our winter chill collection is releasing on that day. And from November 26th until December the 2nd, we're lowering our free shipping threshold to $25. And if you have an order over $40, you get a free bottle of our limited edition 40 is a number that comes after 39 <laughs> nail polish. So I'm making sure we have enough shipping boxes, enough tissue paper, enough stickers, enough cards. We're just getting all that stuff together. Well, how handy is that, that this podcast is scheduled to release on November 20th. So cool. we're going to make sure Perfect. we give everybody the advance. This was totally not planned, but, okay, nope. but we're so excited about that. And we'll make sure that, um, that people know about that. So now I have a very selfish question. Sure. Um, again, on your website, I see the three different skin tones. Mine is kind of mostly like the one in the middle Which mm-hmm. which polish, which brands of your, or names of your collections of your polish, I should say. Should mm-hmm. I look at first? And and again, for those who don't know, I'm kind of like a tan, like a I got like pinkish yellow undertones, kind mm-hmm. of tan, um, light brown skin tone. What should I get? 
I love Gala um, on that skin tone. It's a bright red matte finish polish that's got a purplish blue shimmer to it. So I like it because you can let it dry in its natural state to a matte finish, or you can throw a top coat over it and it'll make it shiny and glossy. Oh, okay, so, good, good. So that's one. And I think the other one that I would do that I would recommend is New Day. It is a multi-chrome, so it's a very smooth, dries to not quite mirror, but definitely a chrome finish. And it shifts from fuchsia to orange to like a more mellow gold with some green thrown in there at extreme angles oh gosh, too that is so stunning of course i'm looking them up as you're talking what a beautiful <laughs> color the, it's um, i mean you new taste you will, not, lovely. you will not find that i mean you will not go into walmart or or sally beauty or cosmoprof and find that color you just won't of course you won't you won't find any of this and you know what the other thing is Perhaps even more importantly, you won't find you and your no. story and, you know, the determination and the, everything that you and your family put into your brand is, is part mm-hmm. of what is appealing. I'm not just buying a nail polish color because I can get them anywhere, but what's exciting mm-hmm. is to be able to work with someone who can make a recommendation like that to me. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would imagine that if I don't like it, I could call you back and say, you know what, those didn't work. What are your next recommendations? And you would be happy to help me. And you can't get that at those places either. Absolutely, you can't. (laughs) You cannot. Well, Pam, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your story. We've gotten so many great tidbits um, from your experiences and also practical things um, that we can uh, look into to grow our businesses. And I'm just so excited. What are your final words of wisdom to all of the entrepreneurs out there today? I would just say that, you know, if it's, if it's what you want, you'll find a way to do it. And sometimes what you think you want may not be the end point, but what, what you're meant to do will, will happen if you keep working at it. Oh, I love that approach. It's such a free flowing approach to life and the experience that you can have as you grow your business. And Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to be on the front row of watching you do it all. So (laughs) I'll be, (laughs) yes. And I'm so excited. Thank you for the privilege of um, letting us talk with you today. And um, I know you're um, ready to go back to, working so you can then come home and be with your family and rustle some cows and <laughs> that's right we have a new calf on the farm oh how exciting oh, oh that's adorable. great oh my goodness <laughs> we'll have to come back and tell that story at some point pam of stellachroma.com in indiana thank you for joining us and we look forward to uh the uh, birthday celebration when we will all be able to get our nail polish goodies <laughs> thank you so much donna maria All right. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I hope this episode of the Indie Business Podcast left you inspired, motivated, and excited about the future of your small business. Let's quickly review three of the most significant business insights Pam shared today. 
First, control your brand. Pam shared how important it was for her to migrate entirely from her original sales platform on Etsy to a platform where she owned and controlled her customer relationships entirely. While Etsy was a great place to start for an artisan maker, it also is important that you grow and not seed customer relationships entirely to a third party. Second, consider marketing alternatives. You don't have to do all of your marketing yourself. As Pam's experience shows, while she does some manual marketing on Instagram, she relies heavily on Facebook ads and a free Shopify app that does almost all of the work for her. This has freed her to continue to do what she loves, make her products, while a big chunk of the marketing is left to technology that requires only a minimum amount of her attention. And thirdly, take your time. Pam pointed out that she sees new brands fizzle out as quickly as they get started, simply because they don't take their time. They're like in a rush. They come on the scene with a new product and expect that it will sell just because it's a great product. Lack of deep research into the market and what it really takes to grow and sustain a brand ultimately means that your entrepreneurial ride will not only be bumpy, but also short. Pam recommends planning and researching for a full year before launching a new brand. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with someone you know and help spread the word. This podcast is all about the indie business revolution, where people are breaking the mold of traditional entrepreneurship and creating success on their own terms. I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, won't you do me the honor of rating this podcast? It helps me so much to know that you appreciate the amazing people and maker stories featured on the Indie Business Podcast. You can also share episodes from the blog at IndieBusinessNetwork.com to your favorite social media outlets. I will see you on the next episode of the Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love.